can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious! surprise uh, by uh, the doc calling in and great to hear that he's called in because Phoebe's given us the flick. Uh, Where is Fiona Phoebe? Burton. Where is Phoebe? No, she's, uh, I don't know, she might, I don't know where she's gone, um, but she's gone and I thought the doc had left us, but he's come back, it's fantastic and uh, he was delighted to hear you, Tone. I was just going to explain why we had John last week, but uh, apparently... You don't want us to uh, suggest why you were on last week. There's nothing, um, nothing. I wasn't, wasn't going to say anything untoward to him about uh, about you. I was just going to say what the what the actual drama was. No comment from from and the someone, uh, You didn't hear the comment, but someone uh, we we read out a few comments of people, and they said um, they said uh, you've had three uh, you've had three Sheans on. Tony, Mike, and of course, don't forget Lizzie. Lizzie was on. She came on here a couple of times when Mick was on and um, uh, taught me a new one. Uh, yes. Yeah. She's quite good in her opinions, Liz. Uh, she is, is she? Yep. No, she. So she was on. So this is a sort of a, a she and benefit. I wouldn't call it a benefit. It could be the you cannot be serious benefit. So who's Lizzie? Lizzie's, Lizzie's my younger sister, who uh, I think was baiting Sam and yeah, liked so to go head to head. Yeah, How many um, Sheans are there? How many brothers and sisters do you have? Uh, I'm the oldest of four, so I have four. Liz, and then Eamon is Liz's twin. Yep, and then young Kate, who is running the AFL Women's Richmond Pro. Sorry, Richmond's AFL Women's Program. And they're all involved in sports or football? Uh, no, Eamon's in uh, the cafe game or, yep. and now he's in the meat game, which Sam used to attend regularly with Mike. What was the name of the cafe? Oh, it was he opposite Epworth Hospital. Like, uh, yeah, it was called... Um, Horse to Water. Yeah. And that then was he, when I used to go up there because a uh, bloke who used to uh, operate the turntable here, uh, uh, Rod Law, you know, Rocket Rod, <laughs> Rocket Rod. <laughs> He got the nice, got the shits when we mentioned that he was the operator because none of us could do it. So we it was sort of a backhanded compliment to him, but he got he, he got he very got very touchy. Uh, when uh, he you and Rod speaking, Sam? Hmm? You and Rod speaking? Not at all. No, Rod's Rod's uh, Rod. Uh, <laughs> no, that's a no. That's what about you? You and Tony? Tony, Tony and Rod speaking? Yeah, I've spoken with Rod. Yes. Right. Hmm. When was the last time you spoke? What's he doing, Rod? No, look, I haven't spoken verbally with Rod for quite some time, but there was well, an exchange how, how, of texts. How, how other would you speak to him other than verbally? <laughs> well, to be literal, I mean, we exchanged text messages. And what's he doing? He uh, was doing no, nothing you... when I knew him. Is he doing anything now? Well, we're not here to criticise Rod. I'm I, just... not, I said he was doing nothing. He was not... Uh, no, he was uh, executive producing this program. Yeah, that, that's right. And I said, and he ran the turn, uh, ran the uh, machine here, and he took exception to that. He said, "I'm not uh, running the machine." He said, "I'm here for." Uh, so what? Well, what he did run Fox Sports. I'm sure he doesn't no, want to I'm be criticised. What I'm asking you, what he is doing now? This is a genuine question. I don't know. He My brother Eamon. Place, uh, no, Eamon was in regular contact with Rod through the cafes, and I don't know whether they have exchanged. Messages or he, caught up, he but was Mike in a uh, townhouse opposite the MCG, and it had for sale on it, and then it had it was sold, and then 
someone who walks past there says uh, that they see him there walking his dogs, so is he, you don't know what he's doing. No, I don't. Mike is still in contact with Rod. Of course. Well, do you speaking to your dad then? We've exchanged texts in the last 24 hours. <laughs> last oh, so you don't speak hours. to your dad? No, I didn't say that. I ran into him when he was getting his hair cut and a shave last week in Albert Park. Yeah, and what you say when last week when we spoke, you said you weren't speaking a hell of a lot to him, but just in the no, last No, you week, inferred that. I didn't. No, no, I asked how you're getting on with your dad. And you yeah, said, pretty well. You didn't say that last week. What did you say, Sam? What I, You didn't say that last week. You yeah, said, what, okay, what did you strained. say? No, I, no, you said it was strained. I no, said, no, I we're asked, getting along quite well. I know if it's strained? I because you're you. a good friend of Mike's and you know a hell of a lot more than you make out. Oh, it's turning up, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> well, well that, not, sounds not, like, not, that's not, it sounds like an admittance. Now, no, not about your every, relationship, no, I don't. It, I well, don't. In terms of um, father-son relationships, how are you and Jack and Jordan and Max? Good, yep. Have you heard anything to the contrary? No, it doesn't have to be in the Herald Sun for it to be the the contrary. How are you well, going with uh, your three sons? Yes, well, my relationships with my sons don't make news in the Herald Sun like your relationship and Ricky's relationship with his family. What, what about Max? Is Max still proceeding with the legal situation I, with Geelong Grammar? I believe so. And Jordan, is he still fighting? Uh, you mean cage fighting? Yes. Not fighting people. No, he's given that away. He thought... Well, with my uh, sort of advice, yes. he thought that that was not, not a great thing to get involved not in. Not a good career. But he, in, he thought he enjoyed that for the one or two fights he had. But I said, what are you doing that for? He said, I'm not sure. I said, well, then, if you're not sure, don't do it. And Jack's got a burgeoning uh, DJ business, Top Dog Entertainment. Well, it's probably not even burgeoning. It's actually quite successful. Yep, that's right, Tone. Um, I, I don't know where this is going, but oh, I'm I just wanted to know that. No, how I'm you happy go- to answer any of those questions. Yeah, so. well, have you have you been a good father to the three boys? Well, that's I'm not sure about that. That's subjective, isn't it? I can say maybe, and they can say they'd probably say I am, but probably other people might disagree. How do I know? I can't speak for other people. No, well, speak for yourself. Well, I've just said I said maybe. Yeah, but is there a reason? Like, is there any regrets over your parenting? Well, everyone has a gre- regrets over. Ev- no, there's, uh, is this going to cost him money? Like, no. <laughs> you've got well, an hourly fee. No, well, Jack told me before the program. <laughs> yeah, no, everyone has regrets on what they do in life. Tone, uh, would you say that's reasonable? Yes. Uh, so I could do it. I've done uh, things a hell of a lot better in some aspects of my life. Yes, mm-hmm. and and what about the uh, boy's mother? Mothers, how's Leone going? Don't know. Uh, is Jordan's mum the same as Jack's mum? Yes. And I can't remember her name? Uh, Diane. How is Diane? She's extremely... Well, she's okay. I'm not sure that her health is as good as she would like it, but she's going well. So we'll and give her a shout-out to the we boy's will. mother? Got a gr- we, she's done a great job with uh, Jack and Jordan. Yeah, well, that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad you're proud of them. Or did I say I was proud of them? No, but I'm going to say that for you. Okay, yep. All right, and anything else you'd like to ask? I just want to make sure that you've been a good father as best you can and you can impart your wisdom onto others. Being as best you can doesn't necessarily mean a good father, but I understand that where you're coming from, Tone. Thank you, Sam. <laughs> I Glad don't know whether to interject or no, just leave this run no, its course. It's good. No, th- th- no I, I think last week I said, Tony, I'm asking you some questions about you 
and you're welcome to ask me any question about me ever. And uh, that's what you've done, and that's fine. Well, by, by extension of that, Sam, maybe mm. you and I should do an open Sam or an open Tony. Oh, oh, what's, what's that, mate? Well, based on that open mic that you did with Mike on Fox Sports. Yeah, I did it four times with him until I, uh, I said something controversial. I'm not sure it would, be, would have been probably about welcome to country or something. And they said, oh, no, you can't come in seeing as before they go to air, they say we pay respects to the land we're doing this broadcast on. Why they would do that, I've got no idea. This is just woke, pandering bullshit. Well, we don't get caught up in, and uh, but of course, um, uh, when you're just fluffy and beige and uh, sort of uh, light brown, that's the sort of stuff you go on with. Yeah, but I'd prefer to ask you the stuff that wasn't necessarily related to your on-field prowess at Geelong. Yes, well, I'm I'm answering it, aren't I? No, well, yes, we've started, but I'd I'd actually like it if you and I just went toe to toe for forty-four minutes. Toe to toe. No, have it live streamed. In terms of verbally, not physically. Well, have you come prepared with any of that? No, because I, you actually didn't tell me that I was on air this morning, so I've come oh, unprepared. I did actually say that, but um, there's but, well, what are we going? I've got well, a brand new Apple phone. Apple, got a brand new Apple phone, which mm. is um, malfunctioning. Well, the, you know what? The first there are an enormous amount of listeners to this fantastic podcast. Can Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple, do something about it, Sam? That's right. Get Tim Cook on the job. Well, we're, we're just what, looking for the store manager of uh, Port Melbourne. Well, They're made in China. Sam, you wouldn't so be Robinson Crusoe with uh, issues with your Apple iPhone. No, there's a, the, this is a brand new Apple iPhone. It's only been up and running for a week, and uh, it doesn't retain messages, and it doesn't. It's, uh, so it's a. They literally evaporate. They do evaporate. That's how I um, didn't know. Uh, that's how you didn't know that I required you to. Co- didn't require you. I asked you to come on and be part of this today because it disappeared off my phone. Well, you know, I would have said yes. I had a ball last week, despite the fact that you uh, were heavily critical of my past experiences. I was not critical. I was asking you how you got into borrowing a Uber <laughs> man's car and how you. Oh, that's uh, enough. Oh, we'll <laughs> that's he's tapped out pretty early. He's tapped yeah. out early. No, no, I, I said, but he's look, getting to the bottom the, of the, the feedback things. I had of last week was actually very encouraging. They said it was entertaining. They said Sam obviously had a beanie's bonnet, but it sounded like um, it all was fair in love and war post the forty-four minutes. So, tell me this, and I'm, I, I don't, I get accused of being transphobic and and whatever, and uh, I'm very happy to be accused of being transphobic on this matter. There's a person, a trans golfer, transgender golfer called Haley Davidson. Yes. She's just won a LPGA tournament or a women's tournament. Tell me why the women, the biological women, would put up with um, a trans man playing women's golf and winning a tournament. Why wouldn't they just boycott it? Why doesn't that happen everywhere? Uh, Boarding schools now in America are taking um, trans pupils who choose to sleep in the dormitories of their preferred gender, that is, sleeping with biological females, even though they're actual men, or even though they're actual males. Mm. Why do people put up with this? 
I think oh. a lot of women are rebelling against it. Obviously, there's been a few unspoken ones. I mean, J.K. Rowling has come out against this, and even Jermaine Greer, the old... Uh, even um, Martina Navratilova. Exactly. So some, some are standing up against it, you know, because, I mean, it, it is a, a very small part of the community versus essentially half of humanity, because I think women make up for half of the entirety of humanity. So A it's little a, over, I think. A little over, exactly, Sam. And uh, I don't understand. As a, f- a female friend of mine uh, said, and I won't name her, she says that, you know, when you go out in public now, there used to always be a, a space where I could go, like a, a toilet where you could get away from, you know, hang out with other women or just be on your own or whatever, but that space is gone hang now. Out. Can you say that again, Richard? What, hanging out in a bathroom? Yeah, like a woman might go to a bathroom to be on her own just for half an hour. Just freshen up a bit. Or might go with her girlfriend. She might powder f- her nose. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Don't the, go there, Sam. Chew the fat, you know. Chew the fat. If you, if I could clear that statement Secret up. women's business. Mm. Look, so, I think it's a far bigger issue that maybe the majority of society isn't aware of. I think so too. What about um, uh, primary school? Uh, Unisex uni toilets, so they just a toilet. So this goes back to a few months ago. Clifton Springs here in Victoria, they just have one set of bathrooms for whoever needs to go to the bathroom. Yeah, it's not on. No. Uh, there, no. there was a teacher at a uh, very prestigious school in Sydney who made his year nine students of male gender go to school with pink nail polish, the entire class. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's grooming. That's what it I think is it grooming, is. yes. Yeah. But you would, you would know this too. So there's many uh, restaurants there in Sydney, CBD, and where they're just – it's unisex. So yes, it is. male and female mm-hmm. and whatever. Well, well, there's actually, there's, I, there's I that whole argument about well, trans well, – What's restaurants with unisex? Yeah. What's that mean? Well, it means both men and women. Can both yeah, genders, just both genders can go in the same toilet. Well, there's a whole toilet, argument so about um, what's it called? You know, uh, transgender people in toilets, but there's always been a disabled toilet. Yeah, but there was always. A first se- of all, the disabled toilet. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's actually quite quite luxurious. Yes, it's it almost is. like the first class of toilets, public toilets. Why don't they just use that? But I think there you was a mean? suspicion because that is a genderless toilet. Sydney, uh, Sydney, and and other major End cities across the world had made these toilets for both male and female, I think there was probably an understanding that it may have been for either sex and or illicit drug use. Well, you know, that yeah, can, that oh, can, that um, can happen. Still knocks. But it's still <laughs> quick, quick line of still now, knocks. Not illicit. So quick bang it up. Do you crush it up? You, you can wait till next week. So do you snort it or do you just take it? Our, our very special uh, interviewee has arrived and um, as... Uh, the first segment went uh, a little longer than we anticipated. I'm just uh, saying this, uh, she can't be heard, uh, but I'm just saying we'll, be w- we'll just do this, we'll be with you shortly. Um, um, you might be interested, uh, well, I won't preempt who we're going to speak to. Um, Tony, you might be interested in who we're going to speak to, but when I tell you what she does. Um, well, you all might Without be Without saying her name. Yeah, well, I can tell you her name. Her name's uh, Lorene Bevart. Bavart, Lorene Bavart, Bevart. F- French, is it? I don't know. We'll ask her that All when right. we uh, speak to her. Um, I'll tell you who she was. She is a former winner of Gladiator. Wow. Beautiful. Uh, I'm not sure if that was in 1995 or 96. I'm not sure if even those two dates are correct. Anyhow, we're preempting the fact that we're not going to interview her from afar because she can't speak back because uh, she's on the other side of the room. Now, can I just announce this? Uh, that we, I think that uh, you've heard of Live Golf. Uh, Live Golf. Yes, is, uh, Saudi Arabian backed. They've taken over the golf. Yes, have they? Oh. 
Well, they have taken. They've taken. They've just paid. They've annexed it. Hundreds and millions of dollars to the PGA players to Mm. leave the PGA and come over for live golf. Live (laughs) meaning um, fifty. Live uh, fifty four. Means fifty four because they only play fifty four holes. They don't play seventy two holes. They play three rounds. And I'm telling you that it's about to happen with tennis. They're going to do that with tennis. They're going to start up. Hang on, you have you just dropped a bombshell? Wouldn't be called live tennis because interesting. uh, That's uh, irrelevant because you don't play fifty four. Why does it take you an hour and twenty minutes to drop this? So that's interesting. So that's I'm, I'm saying I think that's about to happen. So when we, uh, Victorian government stumped up the $63 million to make sure that Tennis Australia would be played here at Melbourne Park, they, uh, Dan Andrews and Craig Tiley, Tilly, came Tiley. out at the, came out at the time and said, the reason why the Vic gov- government are putting in the money is so we don't lose it to Saudi Arabia. So is that... So there we go. So Saudi Arabia are just going to keep throwing money, buckets of money at people. Yeah, and they got more than that. Ivan, so that would suggest why they've paid an enormous amount of money to Rafael Nadal. Ah, yes, you're right. He that is. Could be, what, you know, putting they're going to take over. Scrum in the water. I'm told they're going to take over um, the tennis like they have taken over the golf. And seeing as that the Victorian taxpayer stumped up $65 million to save the Australian Open, would Craig or... That woman who is head of Australia... Jane Hardlicker? Hardlicker. Uh, Jane Hardlicker, who gives the most boring, mundane speeches at the end of every... Would it be possible uh, for them to recognise uh, the country that uh, saved the Australian Open and the, Vic- and, the, and the state that saved the Vic- uh, Australian Open by giving them 60... By mentioning the fact that we're celebrating Australia Day, would it be possible to mention that uh, the great Australian public... Here in Victoria, uh, resurrected and saved the Save Australian the Open. And could you actually mention that we did because we're all proud Australians and patriotic rather than being told we're not going to take any notice of it. We've got a whole lot of other events which are completely irrelevant to Australia Day. Well said. Yes. Well, I, I've, just, I've just looked up, just uh, Googled Jane Hardlicker. Yeah, all right, CEO of Virgin. Yeah, so no, that is her name. Yeah, um, I thought you were having a go. No, no, that's her name. Um, Sam... Well, hard liquor. That, what did you, yeah, Sam, that is how does tennis look under live HRD. golf structure, even though it's tennis? Well, I have no idea, Tony, but if they're going to pay all the top players um, all the top players and the emerging players $100 million to sign up, I don't think they probably have an alternative. So that means we no longer have to be silent for games? It's going to be a shorter version? I don't know. Don't, don't know. Hang mate. on, say that again, Tony. Sure. Yes. Um, oh, I don't have to be well, you quiet. suspect you wouldn't have to be quiet during points. Why? Well, Why? because Why? during What's golf you had to be quiet when they teed off. Now, oh, you, okay. now you no longer do. Yeah, right. So I suspect okay. it would be similar for tennis. Yep. And also whether the games would be shorter. And they might make them. They might have three sets, the best out of ten. Uh, five sets of tennis is uh, honestly, if yeah. a, if a match goes six four <laughs> four six six four four six and eight. 
six in the tie breaking, be there for five and a half hours. It, it is mind. There we go. Because he's, he's still going on about last year's game that he went to. That was there. You were going for about five hours, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, no, sitting I, there in your seat. No, I left after I, gnashing your teeth. Three three sets of tennis is good enough. They're fantastic players, uh, but it's the, the live or the new uh, structure might say we'll play three sets. Um, our first to ten in uh, the three sets. Three sets seems logical, you know. Yeah, it does. Have you been invited this year, Sam? To where? To the Oz Open. Tennis? Yes. Uh, why would I be invited? Channel 9 do it? As do Stan, yes. What? Would, would, as why, would I, why would I be invited to the tennis? Well, Stan and um, Channel 9 aren't the only two businesses inviting people. Well, well, who would invite me? I don't know, Judy Rugby. Romano or Piper Heidsek or Emirates or Penfolds or whoever you wish. I thought you might Not have been to invited. Go to the actual tennis or go to their uh, booth? Either or, just tickets to go and watch tennis. No, I've been to the tennis. I saw Mr Djokovic play Mr Someone Every. Yeah, are you talking about this current yes. tournament? Yes. How, how did you find it? It was very good. The three sets were fantastic. And if it had gone for a fourth set, I wouldn't have been there. But it was fantastic because <laughs> three sets is enough. And you, went, off. and you went compliments of? I went compliments of um, the people, the, the um, I'll tell you I went compliments of, um, the people who uh, provide the seats for the support staff of the players. So I sat next to uh, the coach of the bloke, Djokovic was playing and three rows from the front and it was fantastic. Lovely. Beautiful. Uh, thank you. So um, we speak about the road toll and we say that... Um, How's that going, Sam? How the road toll. So this was my point about buttoning hole, butting, buttonholing Button people to do 40... Giving them tickets for 44 and a 40 zone yeah. and having speed cameras out on a highway where you're doing 108... When you should be doing 100. And we said it has got nothing to do with road safety, all that nonsense. And this is portrayed by the fact that two people died while they were doing 180k in a 60 zone. And they, um, that, that is what kills people. Exactly. Irresponsible people driving, taking drugs when they drive or being Idiots. on the phone. Tough phone laws, tough drug laws or alcohol... And um, you cannot legislate for people who drive at 180 in a 60 zone. And they, they unfortunately for them, they died. Uh, so Rest in peace. Uh, you can't legislate pieces. against human stupidity. I mean, you just, you know, there's always going to be stupid people. There's always going to be highly irresponsible people. And, you, and the government can't do anything about it. Well, this, this will be part of the reason why they bring in automated cars. Okay. Oh, that'll be an interesting. What's that? This will be part of the reason they bring in automated cars. So you take the fun out of driving a car yourself. Correct. That'll be another thing that... Uh, That'll be a nightmare. Want you. Okay, now, now... They'll tax that. So what have you about got anything else you want to say before we speak to Lorene Bavard? I've got nothing. Now, Tony... Sam. Have you got any more questions to probe into my private no, life? No, no. I, I, you and I should do a uh, an open one-on-one -on -one next week. I'd be too good for you, mate. I would, I would. Oh, here comes the superiority complex. Oh, dear. What, what? You don't think I've got a superiority complex over you? Oh, I don't care who it's over. You've got one. What, what, what would you think I don't think I'm superior to you? Well, this contradicts what you said last week. <laughs> what did I say last week? <laughs> Go over your tape. He wouldn't know how to. <laughs> <laughs>
No, uh, would I be superior? Would I think I'm superior to you? Would That's you? a rhetorical question that you only you can answer. Would I think I'm superior <laughs> to you? God, strong. What, you're going to go and read the dictionary for the next six days? That's what we should do. I should ask you a couple of words, what they mean. I've got a feeling you have a limited vocabulary. Yeah, I think well, you probably well, know seven proper words. And well, you're on the footy show with your common denominator being a bogan from Footscray, which yeah. you were superior to. I told you last week, uh, yes. Tony, I have, more, I have more to do with the rank and file and have more in common with the rank and file of people in this country than you have had hot dinners. Yeah. All you do is so. try and dud them. All I do is try and get on with them. <laughs> See, the animosity rears its ugly head again. All right, now we're, we're uh, this is a shorter... A shorter Sam, what does animosity mean? <laughs> animosity means that well, I, don't, I don't like you. <laughs> That's what it means in simple layman's terms, that you are egregious and you're mendacious. And I'll give you a chance to look those two words up and you'll find out I've been absolutely accurate in both those words. Now, that's it, egregious. Um, and so we're coming back. What, which one am I pressing now? This one? Not the crickets. This one? Yes. Open around the streets late at night. I'm worried because you ain't. 